1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
2: Yes, sir. Here we go. It's hour two of the G Bag Nation on 1053. The fan, I hope you're having a fantastic afternoon. If you're a Rangers fan, great opportunity. We're, we're, we're soaking in the Ranger vibes. Rangers Toy Drive. Come drop off a toy, $15 or more, and uh, you'll get a voucher for a ticket to an upcoming Rangers game. We have uh, autographs. There's uh, all kinds of fun to be had. The mascot is here, and so is Rangers pitching coach Mike Maddox. We just talked with uh, John Gray, and and Mike will say the same thing we said to him. Thank you so much for that work you all did. That was outstanding.
3: You know, uh, we get that a lot what we've done for this community what we did for ourselves is just unbelievable and we can't thank the fans enough because uh, the fans were so supportive all year long and as our success grew the crowds grew the volume got louder and all of a sudden we did have a home field advantage right here at global life park yeah
2: how was that ride for you you know so many years in baseball put it in context compared to the others what was different what was great
3: wow um you know i've been chasing that dream a long time you know i I remember back in high school, we had to read uh, Catcher in the Rye. And yeah. uh, Holden Caulfield was a character, and his little sister, Phoebe, would try to grab that ring on the carousel and could never reach it. And I felt like that was kind of like my, my career was a player and a coach, you know, just chasing that thing. And then to finally grab hold of that is it's surreal and so much fun. And, I mean, what a relief. I, I mean, yeah. Just really, really feel relieved, you know, that all the hard work and the hours and the sacrifices you make, it all came came to a headway right there and um, good things for uh, not only myself and the team, but great things for DFW area. So you're gonna, are you going to wear that
2: ring when you get it now,
3: when you get a chance to grab
2: it? <laughs>
3: Haven't really town. thought about that. Yeah. They're yeah. big.
2: They seem hard. Maybe it might be difficult to wear daily, but you'd have to wear it at least sometimes.
3: I would have to wear it somewhere. Events like this. off. Yeah. Yeah, i would know, like yeah. 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 yeah, be uh, – great conversation piece you know it would be really cool i haven't really thought about that i'm gonna have to give that some thought where i'm gonna first time you know where are we gonna have the showing you know yeah I'll figure that one out heck yeah a little meet and greet
0: with uh, mike maddox and his world series championship ring that sounds fantastic I mean, yeah, yeah i, I think I'm, i'll wear it
3: on the golf course that's what i'll do oh there you yeah, go sw- swing really hard and see where to go where to go <laughs> oh, i bet you've been golfing your balls off this off season too mike we've been on the golf course yeah good for you great weather
4: It was uh, a pretty special moment after Sporzy gets that final out, and there was uh, a cut of you and and Boach together in that game five. Was it up until that final out where you were like, we finally did this, or was there a moment before where you were kind of thinking,
3: I think we're about to win the freaking World Series? I think when uh, Marcus hit the two-run homer, and, uh, you know, one run I didn't like, you know, that can – well, we did it in game one, I mean. And uh, three runs, you're like, you know – Blooper and a blast, uh, but when Marcus hit that two-run homer, and you know, we had Borgie on the bump, I felt, man, this is it. This, this is this is going to happen. This is going to happen, man. Special, so cool. Uh, Bochi has
2: has been talking to the winter meetings about looking to Im- improve the bullpen. And you know, obviously, we want to pay all the respect to the guys like Spores and who got it done. Um, but you know what? What are you kind of looking for here
3: as the off-season continues? Where would you like to see your staff improve? Uh, I would definitely like to. Uh, have some um, fortified pen. I thought our pen really gelled together at the end of last year, but that was also our pen was really good because we had uh, Andrew Haney and Dane Dunning, Cody Bradford. We had our starters in the bullpen, Mm -hmm. and then um, LeClerc just caught fire. And, uh, of course, we always had the, um, you know, Chapman. You know, he was coming in, did a nice job for us. And Borzi caught fire. So uh, we caught lightning in a bottle with a couple guys at the right time, and they ran the table. And, you know, uh, our bullpen, to their credit, in the postseason, as everybody knows what we want every road game. So there was, like, no eight-inning games that we had to, you know, we we got an inning off. No, we we grinded nine innings every time out. So hats off to them. But our bullpen was improved because our starting rotation went down there.
5: Can I walk you back through the first time that uh, Boats talked to you about this job? You know, was there a time where you just were you, kind of sitting there and just you got the call? Can you kind of walk us through the conversation? I, I'm, I hope I'm not prying on you or anything, but what was that like with him when he was trying to convince you to come back to, to Texas and,
3: and, and work your magic? Well, really, it was CY. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CY was the conduit that um, he reached out. And we met at a Starbucks up in um, Grapevine. And uh, <laughs> I told him kind of what I was willing to do. And he told uh, what he wanted to do, and then we decided that, uh, well, maybe the dugout's the spot, you know, that we end up, you know, I was kind of looking to kind of slow down. And then, um, you know, and, you know, a week before that, I'm in Scotland, you know, yeah. and I'm retired, per se. And then while we are over there, they had hired Boach, and I said, man, he's been out Three years and he's coming back. I've been out for three days. You know, I might have to rethink this a little bit. So, um, after uh, talking with Cy and his vision and the things he said that he was going to do, and he started mentioning these names about, oh yeah, we're going to sign Andrew Haney, we're going to sign Nathan Ivaldi, we're going to sign Jacob Degrom, and I'm going, is this guy sane? You know, you're talking about some premier arms here. You know, you're going to get all three of them. My God, he did. He did. uh, Wow. So. You know, right then it's like, all right, I'm all in. I'm in.
2: How important was him saying
3: those names
2: for you and Bruce agreeing to this?
3: I think it shows the, you know, ownership was on his side. And it was a pretty good nucleus with the ball club. You know, you look around the young, the youth at the corners and the veteran leadership up the middle. And you're like, you know, this team has a pretty good core. And you start adding those veteran guys and those winners around them, you're just going to make the team better. And see why what I really appreciate with him is that he was a pitcher, mm-hmm. still is a pitcher, you know. But he understands that pitching is how you win. You know, you, you're gonna, you can out-slug people for a little bit, but you got to be able to pitch the ball to win.
5: I was going to ask you, that. Uh, what spring training drill is it that you taught Montgomery to come off the mound and, like that in Tampa? <laughs> Yeah. I'm curious because we we hang out at spring training, and I, I just haven't seen that where you just completely <laughs> lay out and field your position that well. What, well. Where, when do we we catch down the backfield, or how do we do that <laughs> drill?
3: Well, the big thing is we say if you touch the ball, it should be an out. Right. That's the big thing, and you've got to want that ball. Uh-huh. And right. we do have pop fly drills because uh, we do have, you know, the, the shift has been modified, but we still have times where the third baseman is playing shortstop, and you have times where the first baseman is playing as deep as he can. Right. And you get those shank foul balls right? that the only guy that can get them is the pitcher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we tee it up first day of spring training. Go get it. Go right. get it. you got to want that ball, man. we got to turn outs into outs. Right. So you, you really put the onus of being a defensive player or the responsibility of it. Because so many times uh, in this game I've been through places and they say, you pitchers stay out of the way. Right. Don't touch them. I'm like, maybe we're the only ones who can get the ball. Yeah, but I yeah. want that out. Yeah. I'm the one out here. Busting my, but that's butt in your guys' sweating. DNA, though. The Maddox name is in the DNA yeah. of fielding your position. Yeah, I got to get that out, yeah. man. Every out that I get, that's one somebody else doesn't have to get.
4: Right. Yeah, that that was apparent watching your pitchers out there this year. You mentioned Cy and how he loves pitching. He's at work again for you. He's got Kirby Yates already. That's the first yeah. move. What are your early thoughts on that addition?
3: You know what, um, Kirby Yates? If you look back at uh, 2019, saved uh, 41 games, mm-hmm. I believe, and then we had the 20-year that. Who cares what happens in that? But then 21, he has uh, TJ. Came back. I guess he had TJ in 20. And then kind of came back and threw a couple innings in 21. And then he pitched this year. So just on the track record of guys who have had TJ, Mm -hmm. that first year back is kind of like your rehab year, kind of get settled. And then the following year is when you get back to what your bubblegum card says. So I'm looking for really good things out of Kirby Yates, man. He was... He likes the moment, 41 saves. Before he's been there, done that, give me the ball, he's going to be that type of guy and he's going to be, give us a lot of leverage innings late in the game. Mike Maddox here with you on the fan.
0: What's your involvement with uh, you know the acquiring some of these guys? Are you in the hip pocket of CY saying, hey, I like this guy, I like this guy? Does he call you? Are we texting? Are we FaceTiming? How, how do you pull this off? Do you say, Kirby's my guy, let's go get
3: him? <laughs> I think CY uh, does a good job on his own. Sure. And he has his uh, group of guys that he has um, trust in. And if, there is, if I do get a text about what do you think about this guy, I just get back to him. It's, when I finish the hole or when I finish the round, you know, I'll get back to him. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> Are, it seemed like so many of your guys were super mentally tough. Yeah. Is that something you're training, you look for, uh, or did that just happen?
3: I think you have to make it important that it, you have to be mentally tough. This game is not about spin rates it's not about vertical movement it's not about velocity it's about the will to compete you know to throw your stones on the line out there and compete with the hitter and the hitter's going to let you know if your stuff's any good you know but if you locate the fastball and change speeds you're going to win bottom line and that's keep it as simple as you can locate your fastball change speeds and take the at-bats right to them the best thing that we can have everybody brags about this uh immaculate inning, you know, nine pitches, three punch outs. What's wrong with three pitches and three outs? You cannot do better than that. No. 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 So, take the bats to them and see what happens. You be the aggressor, you know. It's, it's kind of strange, you know, we go out there and play defense, but we have the ball. We're on offense, so you got to play offense when you're on the mound. Go after him, man. Go get him.
5: Do you remember the first time you put your right hand on a pitcher's
3: shoulder? I really don't. Huh. But it happens. Is it, just, it, is happens. it something <laughs> that
5: you just is it just... Is it reassuring to them? Do they know that people that are with you that you're going to come out there and you're going to give them you're going to talk them through something you're going to educate them it seems like a calmness it's, it does
3: you know we're in this together yeah and i think it's a little connectivity that you know hey we're, we're cool. in this man really cool. I, I, I feel where you are yeah. i've been there done that sure i wish somebody would have done that to me instead of you know maybe loud talking or something like that you know about what are you doing and where they're coming out there hey hey i'm just giving the bullpen time to get loose you know because you, yeah. you stink and so it's just, you know, try to give him a little bit of love, some reassurance, and we're in this together. And, hey, let's uh, navigate this way, that way, that way, and we're out of here. A guy that gave me a lot of reassurance is, uh, is Jordan Montgomery. Uh, how important is it to get him back? Man, I'd love to have him back. Mm. We had Jordan um, for two runs in the second half in 22 and then again this year in 23, and he's a winning player. He's uh, he's He's done really well in those two halves, probably the best two halves that he's had in you know in his career. So hint hint, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. But Jordan um he he made himself a lot of money in this second half. He sure did. And the postseason he just made himself even more attractive. So anybody who's trying to win wants a piece of Jordan Montgomery. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. for sure. He started as as Monty, and then he, he turned into Money Monty. Uh, yeah. No season. He was pitching Monty ball to Money ball. Yeah, those <laughs> dollar
4: signs were ballooning. The yeah. parade day was special for so many yeah. here in, in, in the area. I know we had a blast being out here broadcasting
3: that day. What was your parade day experience like? Unbelievable. You know, we sit here in this Globe Life field, and we've got every seat in the place sold, and everybody's rocking and rolling. They're hollering and shouting. And you know, we're down in the dugout, all right? We can hear, hear the noise, we can feel the noise, and it's, it's pretty loud and it's pretty cool. But we're not real close, you know, to the people making the noise. You know, they're third deck, you know, second deck, you know, we couldn't hear them if they hollered at us. <laughs> we got out on that parade, and we had them people ground level, 30 feet from you on either side, the same fans that were in this ballpark screaming. They were out there at street level screaming. It was the loudest thing I've ever heard was that parade. It was eerie. It was so loud. It was so cool. Yeah. It, it was a special day indeed. And now we're
2: talking about, you know, could they do it again? And, you know, I think the, the really exciting thing for me is CY's going to do a great job building the team. You guys are going to do a great job next year. And then around, like, end of the year, maybe Jacob DeGrom could could walk back through that door. Is that is that possible? How is Jake doing? And you know what's your plan for him as we start to look at
3: surprise? Well, it is a pipe dream, you know, that he come back full force. Okay, but like anybody else who has had this procedure, and it's his second time, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to speak about the medical end of it. You know, I'm no doctor. Just the medical team's going to get him. On on a schedule, and we will adhere to that schedule. And hopefully, we cross our fingers; everything goes well. There's no setbacks, and he can be a productive part of our, you know, staff later in the year.
5: Mike, uh, how did you think the pitch clock thing went? Mm. Is there is there, and I don't want to get you in trouble or anything like that. But is there is there any thoughts about that? A good, a bad, or does it help you? Does it hurt you? Any the injury type? risk? The, yeah. There
3: there are different avenues you can. You can take about it. But I would say the first one, I would, I would call this an action clock. Hmm. Because at the end of the day, it was get the hitter in the box clock. Mm-hmm. There you go. There that you is go. what sped everything up. Yes, sir. There was no walk-up songs. There was no multiple timeouts. There's no stepping out, tapping your cleats, doing your batting gloves. There was none of that. And that is what sped the game up. Now, I think the pitcher can get penalized a little bit with the limit because the hitter has up until eight seconds – and then he says, and, you know, you got a guy on, you got 20 seconds. Well, right. the hitter gets 12 of them, all right, then you have really seven and a half, I guess, to get yeah. her done. And at that point, the, the hitters can call timeout, a pitcher can't. And this is what we saw in spring training, is that guy gets a hit. Let's just say this. You're, you're the pitcher. Left-handed hitter comes up, hits a ground ball to first baseman. You go cover first base because yes. that's what we do. <clears throat> ball rolls through, okay, right. well, come back to the mound, next guy comes up, man on first base, ground ball to the right side, you go cover first base, it goes through, <clears throat> now the throw's going to third base, okay, so the pitcher's running from first base to go back up third, Right. and now he's going back to the mound, the guy hit, throws him the ball, umpire throws him a new ball, They start the clock, and you're going, dude, i got to catch my breath. Well, you don't have that. So it became – we were really concerned about this aerobic pitching that it was going to be, and it turned out a lot like it really showed up in the um, Baltimore game when um, Nate Lowe had a 14-pitch at bat. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. That pitcher was tanked. Right. And it resulted in an out, but then after that he didn't get an out. Didn't get an out? Because he was – he he, he didn't have the time to step off, catch his breath. No, it's like, no, you have to go. You have to go. Of course, Nate Lowe was worn out, too.
5: Mm. Yeah.
3: All right? So that that's where that action clock can be a little – it can force the issue a little bit to turn it into an aerobic game.
0: Is there a close second to the game day intensity of a Max Scherzer?
3: Oh, it's uh, – he makes everybody better. He puts everybody on edge, holds everybody accountable. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's uh, – Everybody's got their quirks, and uh, he's got a lot of them. But game day, it's, uh, it's all about winning. How are we going to win today? You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, when I was a young player, Steve Carlton. Yeah. When he showed up and it was his day to pitch, he said, Hey, it's Think Wind Day. Think. Somebody says, Hey, what day's is day? Oh, it's Think Wind Day. Think Day. You know, think don't know win if it's day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's Think Wind Day. It's
2: always good when it's a Sures Day as well. we're thinking dubs yeah. on, on those days. So Think Wind Day. Yeah. That's right. Well, uh, Mike, the last thing I have for you is, I hope you don't mind, but I went as you for uh, Halloween. I did not pull (laughs) it off nearly as well, but in researching it, I was impressed with the consistency of the mustache, the symmetry Uh of the mustache. Uh, You got a lot of practice on it, I guess, over the years because it's dialed.
3: It just grows wild. It's getting gray now. That's natural? Mean, Comes in oh yeah. natural like that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute stud. I came out of the womb with that thing, man. <laughs> did. Yeah. We got yeah. Okay, you got to go. You got okay. fans
2: waiting for you. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. And uh, Thank appreciate you, you as always. Rangers pitching coach Mike Maddox here with you on your home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Yeah, his handlers are saying he's got to go. He's got uh, autographs to sign. We're at the Rangers Toy Drive, and uh, the doors are open. If you drop off a toy worth $15 or more, you will uh, be given a voucher for a ticket to an upcoming uh, Rangers game, and uh, you'll be doing the right thing. Uh, Okay, so uh, the top 10 with 420 uh, with Wolchucks coming up next. Where are we going with that, sir? Yeah, it's
4: Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, and we will do the top 10 best World War II movies. What is your favorite? That's next.
0: Call from Mom. Answer it.
2: All right, welcome back. It is the G Back Nation here on 105 Through the Fan, back-to-back Rangers guests. We were living the, the greatest moments there with John Gray and Mike Maddox. You can re-listen to that if you'd like on the Odyssey app, the TuneIn app, Twitch, YouTube, 105throughthefan.com, instant rewind functionality. Okay, it's time now for uh, Zach Wolchuk's Top 10 at 420. It's brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels. Uh, go to truckwreck.com, and here he is, Zach with an H, your woolly bully.
4: Thank you very much, General. It is uh, National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, and uh, certainly, you know, a heartfelt condolences to all the families that are still affected by Pearl Harbor, all the you know innocent victims of that as uh, what happened in World War Two. So I put out a poll, like, hey, which list would you want? The people spoke; they wanted World War Two movies, and uh, I've got that for you. and There's a lot of good ones. I mean, we've done, we've talked some war movies before but yeah. specifically the World War II films I think really uh, might be the best. I mean, you brought up Dunkirk when we were talking a couple of weeks Incredible. ago. And Dunkirk certainly will be listed uh, in this top ten. I don't know if is that – did you say that's your favorite or your favorite Private Ryan guy?
2: Uh, it's just greatness. You know, there's so many good war movies. I've never thought to really rank them, and I wouldn't do a good job if I did, so I wouldn't dare. Uh, but it was a great movie, Wolchuck. Well, and my only request here is sure. that uh, – you give me no love stories masquerading as war movies. Okay. Because okay? I'll drop the hammer on any of those. I think
4: for the most part we're good. You can have for... a love
2: letter home. You can have some au revoir type of scenes. You can have some longing for the comforts of your sweetheart okay. at home.
0: Does, does, the, does the patriot overdo it on the love? Or does it hit just the that's right? borderline, but that's okay. that's we're good there. But okay. the, the actual Patriots Pearl movie. Harbor movie, yeah. I yes. think,
2: that's did what I'm talking about. It. Pearl Harbor, and
4: yeah. Pearl Harbor doesn't make it, and that's that's the reason. Like yeah. you had such a great opportunity. Yes, I can't believe what they did, and they yeah. made it into the love story. Yeah, and and I think that that you know that hurt a little bit. Uh, I do want to go back into the to the pimp Cup for one who who actually did serve our country, and a big thank you for that, Lucius. But. Do you have a number one seed when it comes to the World War II films?
5: Dog, I'm going to be honest with you. I am clicking through uh, the movies right now, and I just— There's so many. There's so many, there and really are. I don't watch a lot of war flicks. Okay. I just don't. I've seen a lot. I do have some favorite ones, but I just don't watch a lot of okay. war flicks. A, saving Private Ryan—I've never seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Did you
4: did you see uh, Band of Brothers?
5: No, I have I don't watch a lot of war flicks. Band,
4: Band of Brothers—it yeah. was so that's a mini series. That might be one when you get time. That's one to
5: watch. That's all I've ever watched war movies. I like war, this game, war though. Movies.
0: I think this is a fun game. We just tee up Lucius, uh, have you seen this war movie, and he just says no. Yeah. And then I we mean, ask him another war movie, and then he says no it's, again. It's
4: crazy because he watches everything, but that, I, and I get, I, I understand. I mean, that's the, maybe that's the genre that we stay away from, but Band of Brothers, for, if, for those of you that maybe aren't into it, that's the one thing I would recommend watching, it, and that, that is, to me, it's a must-watch for all Americans out there, and all you do is watch war movies. That's so all which, I've ever what, what, seen. Battle of the
5: Bulge. Okay. Patton. Midway, Patton's fantastic. Torah Torah Torah. I mean, I there's there's uh, there's several that I all of those
4: honorable mentions. All of them. No I mean, doubt.
5: that's what I did. In, like in the seventies as a kid growing up, in you know, the eighties when, when these movies would come out, is now, that, that was the war ones.
4: Now
2: they're they you know, the, usually when I'm churning in for a war movie, it is about uh, the glory, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that there's part of that, you know, and and but there's there's some that are art, you know. And will not leave you with any other feeling than, holy crap, war sucks. Yeah. And for that, you go to all quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. And I think anybody who, like, wants to join the military should watch that first. Because it kind of strips away the romance of battle and gives you real battle. And how you are sort of uh, powerless to the whims of officers and elected officials that have objectives and have really no concern for your life. Mm. You know, and that that one to me shook me. I did not. I did not see the remake. I think until last Christmas. But my dad, who's a history teacher, I sat there and talked with him about it afterwards, and it was uh, that, that is a a very different kind of movie experience. Wolchuk. We'll
4: Chuck, and, and I need to watch that. I was yeah. I had it queued up last year, and then you know I got into the draft study, and I was thinking I'll come back to it. I never did. I need to go back and watch that film. I've heard nothing but good things mm-hmm. uh, about it. Spitzie uh, Gavin Spittle back in studio said, The Pacific, which is uh, also by the same people that did Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. but is what happened you know, in Japan, and we got some text about that as well. A lot of good text coming in, but let's get to the list the top 10 World War II films of all time. Of course, we got some honorable mentions like Fury, uh, Sands of Iwo Jima, Enemy at the Gates. Uh, we got Letters for Iwo Jima is on there as mm-hmm. well. Midway. The Midway. original, not the about, remake yeah. that just got uh, made. Tora, Tora, Torah, yeah. as well was on there. Number 10 is uh, The Pianist, which is with Adrian Brody. Won an uh,
5: Academy Award for that, right? He did.
4: It's, it's, an, it's a chilling film. It really is, but also very, very good. Number 9 was Hacksaw Ridge, which came out a few years Clint Eastwood? ago. Yeah, yeah that's Clint Eastwood. an old one. Maybe yeah. it was a remake they, a they, of they, did, they probably did remake yeah. it okay. is what it was. But that's, that was an interesting story as yeah. well. Number 8, The Thin Red Line. Because I haven't seen it, the red line. Did you see that no, one? No, I did not. Okay, number seven is Inglorious Bastards. Yes, it's yes. a fantastic film. I, I, violent I, I, is all get Whitten out. Quentin Tarantino. Right there. Oh, it was super violent, super yeah. gory. Number six already made its way to the top of the list. Oppenheimer.
3: Ooh, gotta go watch Nolan. it.
4: Oppenheimer's a good watch. I ended up seeing it twice. It, it, it tells a great story. Top five here World War II movies on National Pearl Harbor remembrance day so
0: that's not prisoner of the moment for you on oppenheimer i think oppenheimer
4: deserves to be in the top 10 Yeah,
0: it's a really really good
4: movie it might end up winning best
0: picture this year i just i mean my god are killers of the flower moon and i know they're neck and neck there but to be ahead of inglorious bastards you know i mean that's that's high Inglorious bastards yeah
4: i would personally on my on my personal list i would put it but it's just more watchable i think than oppenheimer is right right Uh, but oppenheimer is is very very well done christoph waltz Steals I mean, the show, bro. Dude, absolutely. He does it in that, and he does it again in Django Unchained. Number five is Schindler's List. I've never
0: seen that.
4: It's uh, yeah.
2: I, I don't. I need like, to watch it? It's another one of those movies yeah. with a with a real like point to
4: it. Yes, yeah. it's not going to be
5: entertainment. No,
4: but it's uh, it's it's a heavy watch. But it's definitely one that you should watch. Yes. Mm. Maybe yeah. watch it with the girls when they're of the age, you know, because it, it, it is historically like it's a good good watch.
0: All right. I'll queue it up for about uh, 13,
4: 14 years from now. There we go. Number uh, four is Dunkirk. Made it into the top five. Wow, look at there. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is, it's fantastic. Another uh, Christopher Nolan film. Uh, number three is The Great Escape. Yes. And The Great Escape's really good. Steve McQueen. Yes, yeah, Steve McQueen. I actually ended up doing a star-studded a crew report on it back, yep. in, back in high school. It was really good. Number two, and when you said, like, no love stories, I was like, ah, oh, crap. This might be the one. Number two is Casablanca. Oh, I didn't even know that was Is a that World too War II much? movie. Well,
5: it takes place where the occupation. Yeah, the, yeah, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The Germans occupy that's France. That's one I should yeah, yeah I should and, they, and that's what causes us to the leave to go to Morocco.
4: Ooh, Kelly's Heroes and the Dirty Dozen got texted Clintus from 254. Yep. Absolutely. Kelly Savalas, yep. Number one, though, best <laughs> World War II movie. Patton. Uh, Patton really? was honorable mention. Patton no. did not make the top ten. And I think you might be able to sub some of those out for Patton because I agree, Patton's fantastic. 1970. But number Scott. one. Saving Private Ryan, and that's been texted in a ton. And the same people, of course, Tom Hanks that did Saving Private Ryan then parlayed that into uh, Band of Brothers and The Pacific, which are the two miniseries that we were talking about that are absolutely fantastic.
2: Yeah, the filmmaking there by Tom Hanks, he's just exceptional. I I think Saving Private Ryan really kind of broke through when it comes to filmmaking and being able to match up, like, the shaking of the ground level with the audio and that sort of visceral experience of a movie. Uh, they did some fantastic work there, and uh, that kind of set a new standard for uh, what was possible there when it, when it came to a movie-watching experience and more. All righty, thank you, Woolchuck. We are live at the Globe here where, you know, we're kind of celebrating the Texas Rangers World Series Championship in the midst of a Texas Rangers toy drive. Lots of Rangers fans out here to high-five autographs to get, drop off a toy, get a voucher for a ticket to an upcoming game this season. A little football's finest next, Eric. What do you have in mind?
0: Okay, we got, uh, we got football and we might even mix in a little basketball here. Uh, but uh, let's, because I think we need to laugh at the Spurs okay. and we need to ask Zion, uh, what do you mean by that, sir?
2: Thank you, Lucius. We're right next to Rangers Royalty here at the Rangers Toy Drive Barbecue Royalty. Just stopped by in the form of Brandon from Hurtado. Gave us an amazing tray. I just had a burn end. And uh, he's done it again, man. Just outstanding consistency on his barbecue spread. A trip to the globe is not complete without a trip to Hurtado Barbecue. And he's done it for us once again. We cannot thank him enough for spoiling us the way he has throughout this season.
5: I'll tell you what. I come from barbecue family myself, 80 years, and he has some of the best barbecue I've ever tasted in my life. Yeah. Seriously. Hurtado does a great job. It's just so well-prepared. The smoke, we always talk about that. The bark, just the overall flavor, just beautiful Mm. the way it's done.
2: Salute to uh, Tim Tolo as well for uh, kind of being an intermediary for us as well. He is an outstanding Rangers fan and uh, Frisco Rough Riders fan, and and, uh, he's always out here around this baseball team and around this radio station. We appreciate you, sir. Zach Martin coming up at 5. Here's Chief with your rim sesh.
0: Yes, sir. Let's go ahead, and cut the lights out, put the kids to bed. The G Bag Nation's going all fifty-six inches around that rim. I mean, it's always a special occasion when Brandon Hurtado hand delivers Dude, you the greatest not? barbecue in America. When he hand, I mean, my gosh, did put you, together this delicious spread. Do you see the the melted cheese just just flowing yes. out like lava? That sausage, oh, lava! Dear God, this is beautiful. It's okay, almost as beautiful as headband Luca last night. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not quite literally there, but the play on the court lends itself to think maybe this. Maybe this. Uh, you know, thin uh, sort of ugly looking headband is here to stay. And if he's going to keep dropping forty plus point triple doubles in three quarters, then I'll go ahead and say you keep that headband, sir. And uh, you smoke on that headband if you need to. Um, it really was just a dominant performance. I mean, from top to bottom. It was, uh, it was fantastic. Mavs played a little bit of defense as well, uh, but Kyrie doing the thing where he finishes like an acrobat uh, at the rim was there, and apparent. they do it without Grant Williams. Uh, last night was just, I mean, you could tell it was a team playing on three days rest. Yeah. <laughs> like, these guys had a little bounce to them, and uh, it was perfect to have the Jazz being the opponent as they are <laughs> patently terrible. They're so bad that after the game, this is uh, how their coach described their performance.
2: Um, that was a uh, that was an absolutely horrendous performance from start to finish. Um, that was a masterpiece of dog. Huh.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it really is perfect. I, I've I've never heard it said like that. A masterpiece of dog s. Uh, but I'm gonna think I'm gonna throw I'm gonna start working that in. I think you know because yeah. there's there's occasions it's where uh you know it was it was warranted. And I just didn't have the brain power to come up with it. But he got yeah. his ass kicked so hard last night, he was coming up with new ways to describe crappy dog-ass performances. He was.
2: I like it. I'll probably have to clean it up a little bit, maybe go a masterpiece of doggy doo-doo, you know, for, okay. my, for my 12-year-olds uh, with Dallas Surf. But I'm willing to mix that in. You know, I, I appreciate him innovating in that way. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to leave you out to dry there on that Mavs take. I was enjoying another burn-in, a little jalapeno sausage Don't here. Blame never apologize for having
0: Brandon Hurtado's meat in your mouth. <laughs> I, I, just, I do love putting their meat I, in I my
2: mouth. I wanted to recognize how amazing it is here that Luca and Kyrie have this figured out. It's, it's LeBron and D. Wade, where Wade's a little bit older, and he's like, go ahead and you just keep pushing it, and when you're tired, I'm going to take over and get my 28, 30, but I, I don't need to be out in front. I've done that. I have a championship, and I, I think it is just the perfect arrangement. The younger guy may be doing 55% of the work here when it comes to the, the creating, and at times like last night, even more when you're feeling it to that extent.
0: Yeah, man, it, it, is, uh, it is it is really, really cool. And, and you're right, Kyrie's willingness to tor- sort of take a step back while knowing it's going to be a giant step forward for the entire team mm-hmm. yeah. is, uh, is great. And it, it's a welcome sight, and it's not something that many of us, I think, predicted. Uh, but we are glad to be wrong uh, when it comes to that. And shout-out to Omax as well uh, when it comes to some defense. And Dante Exum, you know, I know uh, offensively, you know, offensively, the ball's not always getting in the hoop for old Exum, but he, he, he has some some nice assists. He's got some good rebounds, and the defense is legit. It's there. And uh, he got thrown into the starting lineup last night. And don't really miss a beat. Don't well really miss player. a beat. Uh, so, and, and, and Omax, I know the offense, once again, for him, but the defense, it's, it's already it, it's pretty clear, okay, this guy's, this guy's got what it takes. Other things about his game need to develop, but I think for a team like this Mavericks team where they're looking for defense anywhere they can get it, I don't see how that's a guy that can just consistently not be getting anything when it comes to minutes, especially in you. blowout games like this. hundred percent,
4: and Mike was talking about, you know, who do you have as trade chips? and Tim Hardaway Jr. was listed as one on an article that he was reading, Maxi Kleba another, you know, but would you be willing to give up an Omax to try and acquire somebody I think that's a guy that you just need to play for the future and keep him.
2: It's a very dangerous time to trade a young player. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to take him a couple years to hit the peak. And weird things happen where you trade uh, away Kawhi Leonard yeah. at, at a time like this. You've got to make sure you're not doing that.
0: By the way, uh, Luka passed Larry Bird for ninth on the NBA's all-time list for triple-doubles last night. He's got 60 of those bad boys at 24 years old. Absolute so. freak of nature. Absolutely love it. Uh, shout out to the Spurs for finding a way to be as consistent as any team in the league. Um, uh, their, their consistency when it comes to losing is, is really only matched by that of the Detroit Pistons. I mean, Pistons so kudos. Pistons are
5: enjoying losing right now, I think. They are. They're, they're doing it at a, a very T-tank. high rate. Yes,
0: I'd like to think this fifteen game losing streak for the Spurs started the moment that Greg Popovich decided to take the mic in the middle of the game and try and uh, you know, be the classiest man in the room. Yeah. yeah, you
5: don't live in yeah, you don't live in Cleveland guy.
0: Yeah, I don't know if, if that was the night where everything started to fall apart for the Spurs and maybe that was the genesis of their fifteen game losing streak. Uh, but in my mind that's uh that's how I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna I, play. Think I,
2: I you know, maybe I, I would hope It's probably just the greatest tanking move of all time. He has probably built a system to maximize Wimby's development while diminishing the chances of winning. He knows he's got to get Wimby, a 19- or uh, 20-year-old backcourt partner or a beastly center that can take on the other
0: team's big man, and he is the best at doing this at the perfect time. All right, let's get to to the New Orleans Pelicans who are in the Final Four when it comes to the play-in tournament. And uh, they were at the mic. They being Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. They were asked about, you know, what what what's it going to be like if you guys win this? What's the celebration going to be like? You guys will each make an additional half a million dollars. What do you guys make of this response there from Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson?
1: You you mentioned that you guys like to have fun. Have you thought at all about how you're going to celebrate if you're able to pull this off? <laughs>
3: No, we ain't thought about it, but I know it's going to be a good time.
5: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So they
0: bust out laughing. They look at each other like they know something that we don't, and then they proclaim that they haven't talked about it, uh, which the previous five seconds of evidence would prove otherwise. Uh, but you know they're going to have a good time. You know Zion is a man who's down to have a good time, yes. and he's willing to spend money to have a good time. He's
5: got friends that can have good times too. Yeah, I imagine yeah.
2: something akin to the uh, the Minnesota Vikings legendary uh, boating trip out onto, was it Lake Minnetonka? Yep. There with yes uh, <laughs> about a yacht.
0: And yes. Well, what did we call that? What was the, uh, running through the, the love boat. Patch? The love boat. Okay. The love boat. <laughs> Big Bryant McKinney was on Say, that love boat. Yeah, he sure was. Can you imagine? No. No, I can't. No. (laughs) I think Fred Smoot was on that love boat. Yeah, Fred Smoot was. Okay, uh, and then speaking of the playing stuff, I mean, we just continue to marvel at LeBron James. I believe he's top five in minutes on the season so far, 39 years old. I mean, they talked about, like, night one. Hey, we want to keep him right at about 28 to 30 minutes. We don't want to overdo it. And then they saw that Anthony Davis couldn't pick up the slack, and they're like, gosh darn it, LeBron. Just go do that thing you've been doing all these years. And... He continues to do it at a super high level. It's not just playing minutes, but it's doing it like a super beast. The other night, 31, 11, and 8. He's making a career-high 62.6% of his two-point shots and averaging his most points per shot attempt since he left the Miami Heat. So right. the, the only players with more total field goal attempts right now than LeBron when it comes to the restricted area, like this dude is getting to the rim at yeah. will and finishing like an absolute efficient monster. The only people doing it uh, more so at the rim is Giannis, Zion, and then his partner, uh, Anthony Davis. But, uh LeBron's making almost 77 percent of those shots which is one of the highest marks in the league so he's getting to the rim he's scoring efficiently there he's playing all these minutes he's doing it at this age uh right now LeBron's one and a quarter points per direct play are 10th best and it's his highest ever uh so it's it's just absolutely insane what LeBron's doing right now
2: okay thank you for that rim session uh Eric Chiafalo. All right. Uh, I do believe it is time now for the Zach Martin show. We'll uh, step aside here, right? Lucius, do we want to step aside? or go- Yeah. We'll step aside. We're live at the Rangers uh, holiday gift uh, giving here. As you bring a, you, It's the toy, t- toy drive. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, b- bring a toy. Get a ticket to an upcoming Rangers game. I had no idea what the hell I was saying right there. I heard Zach Martin was on, and it started to make me nervous. So we'll talk with a future Hall of Famer coming up next right here to the G Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan.